0: ...with reconstructing countries devastated by the war. Its mission soon became synonymous with proving that the capitalist system was superior to that of the Soviet Union. To further this role, its employees cultivated cozy relationships with capitalism's main proponents, multinational corporations. This opened the door for me and other EHMs to mount a multi-trillion dollar scam we channel funds from the bank and its sister organizations into schemes that appeared to serve the poor while primarily benefiting a few wealthy people. Under the most common of these, we would identify a developing country that possessed resources our corporations coveted, such as oil, arrange a huge loan for that country, and then direct most of the money to our own engineering and construction companies and a few collaborators in the developing country. Infrastructure projects, such as power plants, airports, and industrial parks sprang up. However, they seldom helped the poor, who were not connected to electrical grids, never used airports, and lacked the skills required for employment in industrial parks. At some point, we EHMs returned to the indebted country and demanded our pound of flesh, cheap oil votes on critical United Nations issues or troops to support ours someplace in the world like Iraq. In my talks, I often find it necessary to remind audiences of a point that seems obvious to me but is misunderstood by so many, that the World Bank is not really a World Bank at all. It is, rather, a U.S. bank. Ditto its closest sibling, the IMF. Of the 24 directors on their boards, eight represent individual countries, the United States, Japan, Germany, France, the United Kingdom, Saudi Arabia, China, and Russia. The rest of the 184 member countries share the other 16 directors. The United States controls nearly 17% of the vote in the IMF and 16% in the World Bank. Japan is second with about 6% in the IMF and 8% in the bank, followed by Germany, the United Kingdom, and France, each with around 5%. The United States holds veto power over major decisions, and the President of the United States appoints the World Bank President. When my formal talk was finished, I was escorted to a table to sign books. The line snaked through the rows of bookcases. It would be another long evening. What I had not expected were the number of men and women in business attire who handed me cards indicating that they held high positions in foreign embassies and the World Bank. There were several ambassadors from other countries. A couple of these asked me to sign books for their presidents as well as for themselves. The last people in line were four men, two wore business suits and ties, and two who were much younger were dressed in blue jeans and polo shirts. The older men handed me their World Bank business cards. One of the younger men spoke up. Our fathers gave us permission to tell you this, he said. We've watched them go off to work every morning at the bank, dressed, he pointed at them, like this. But when protesters congregate here in Washington to demonstrate against the bank, our fathers join them. We watched them go incognito, Wearing old clothes, baseball caps, and sunglasses to support those people because they believe they, and you, are right. Both of the older men shook my hand vigorously. We need more whistleblowers like you, one of them said. Write another book, the other added. Include more of the details you presented tonight about what happened to the countries you worked in, all the damage done by people like us in the name of progress. Expose this empire, spell out the truth behind places like Indonesia, where the statistics look so good and the realities so bad, and also give us hope. Offer our sons alternatives, map out a way for them to do a better job. I promised him I would write such a book. Before we get into the main text of that book, I would like to examine a word he used, empire. It has been bandied about in the press and classrooms and at local pubs for the last few years. But what exactly is an empire? Does America, with its magnificent Constitution, its Bill of Rights, its advocacy of democracy, really?